Hey guys, before you even get started listening to today's episode, go on over to Instagram at get into this podcast, hit follow, come back on over here and hit share so that everybody on your timeline can know what you're listening to and also get into this. Hey guys, welcome back to episode seven of the get into this podcast. It's me, Tanise, back again solo for this episode. I think I have maybe one more week by my lonesome. Um, I am happy to report that Malika is married. I got a selfie in very unconventional fashion as she wanted to be. Uh, There wasn't a real photo that I was sent. Maybe there wasn't one taken at all, but I certainly only received a selfie that she edited with some filter on it, a filter that I've banned her from using on our pictures. So I'm like, okay, girl, congratulations. Okay. I, I, I seen it. I seen it. So I'm proud to report that Malika has a new last name. Um, and she can come on and introduce herself to you when she returns back to the United States of America. So guys, um, this should probably be a very quick episode this week. I don't have a whole ton of serious things to talk about. Um, But this podcast in a whole isn't a very serious thing. I mean, as a reminder, it is a lifestyle podcast kind of touching over different elements of luxury lifestyle. Um, And of course, we're only seven episodes deep at this point. But, you know, it's my entire idea and goal and vision to um, have a much deeper conversation about uh, the different legs of luxury. So deeper into skincare, deeper into wellness, deeper into uh, relationships, deeper in all this stuff. But this is a light week, okay? Uh, It's a lot to carry um, for a solo person. And it's also, you know, a little tricky to have a whole hour conversation with yourself. So anyway, um, I'm also exhausted, okay? So like Mariah Carey level exhausted, I do a lot of stuff. I've talked about that in just about every episode, the different things that I do. But seriously, on certain nights of the week, I am um, outside of my home for an extended period of time and I just juggle a lot and it's 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 catching up to me. And I think that I can take everything on and then I'm like, woo, okay, bitch, sit down. So um, Saturday, I coached four classes. So I subbed for someone um, so I took two classes or coached two classes, um, did a quick little break as I drove from one studio to another, had time for a coffee and then actually, uh, early lunch at a bar because, you know, the girl said that I am a bar girl. So I definitely went and sat at a bar, which by the way, I had to give a smiley face for a tip. The bartender was awful at one of my favorite places. I mean, he was not together. So... Yeah, um, in the tip section, I just literally left a smiley, uh, like a sad face, a sad face, not a smiley face, a sad face. It was, it was, it was hard for me to do that, but like, guys, you cannot be out here tipping people just based off of any type of, you know, standard of service that you, that you just pride yourself on giving. Motherfuckers really need to know, like, yo, this is why I'm not giving you a tip or, you know, I have written one other time when I was in New York, I have written an actual note to the server as to why I wasn't tipping her because she was God awful. This time I was in a rush. So he had a sad face. Okay. So anyway, um, I was at this bar, ate a couple tacos and then 
went and coached two extra classes. After that, so there's four classes in total. After that, of course, it's Saturday. It's gorgeous because summer finally showed up on the East Coast, at least this part of the East Coast. Apparently, it's been, you know, tropical in Georgia the entire month, but it finally showed up here. So I try to make the most out of every single one of my Saturdays. Like, there's no way it's going to be 88 degrees, clear skies, and not a cloud in sight, and my ass is going to be inside. So I'm like, oh my gosh, got to do something. So one of my um, girlfriends is um, a little Instagram famous or whatever. So she and I had decided to go out and take photos because I needed to be more committed to building up our Instagram. So we did that. So we were walking around Georgetown and, you know, Georgetown, you kind of get sucked in to this store and that store. And then you're out eating and then pictures. And then, of course, the inevitable Georgetown cupcakes that you must, must go to when you're in Georgetown. It's kind of like a when in Rome situation. And ordinarily, I can avoid Georgetown cupcake as a local girl. Um, if I'm down in that neighborhood by myself, but when I'm with someone who wants the whole like experience, I'm not standing in line for 30 minutes to not get a cupcake. And guys, the line is literally 30 minutes long every single day. Like there's, there's not, there's not any express, there's not an order and then a pickup. There's not a local line where people who aren't there to take pictures and buy six dozen cupcakes to take home to their friends. Um, can come in and get a cupcake right quick. Like, there's no option. Like, your ass is in line with Nancy from Nebraska. It's ridiculous. But needless to say, I got four cupcakes. My child ate three of them, thankfully, without asking me if she could have all three. But that's neither here nor there. But she ate them, and I only ate one. So, ta-da, I only had, you know, 600 calories to burn off. So, that was Saturday. So, guys, I was tired. And it's one of those things where, you know, you know, you're in the spirit, you're in the mood, and you, you know, you're just out enjoying life, and you don't realize that your body is like, bitch, sit down, I'm breaking down, I'm breaking down. So, Sunday morning, I get up, and I have another two classes. So, on the weekends, I normally don't even get to sleep in. So, I am tired boots, okay? And halfway through my second class on Sunday, I was like, Girl, you are about to faint. I'm talking like Mariah Carey level exhaustion, faint on a stage, not really singing, but I had a headset on. Like it was it was going to be a show, like a whole show. I like I cannot faint in this room, but I felt it coming. And I, I I've never even fainted before for real, but I knew that that's what it was going to feel like if I did. So I had to sit down and coach the rest of the class, which wasn't a very luxurious experience for the people that were in there, but, um, you know, safety first. So I am tired, um, and it's Monday, and the show never stops. And, of course, I, you know, went to work all day today and went back to the studio. And, you know, that's just what I just what I do. Sleep doesn't really happen. And after this, you know, it's a one-man show, so I'll be editing tonight so that this lovely production can be presented to you and to your ears and to your car and to your headphones by um, somewhere around 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. So anyway, a couple things that I wanted to touch over for like the weekly recap. And then I figured, you know, I was going to talk about a couple things that I had like really mapped out, but I'm like, fuck that shit. What I do want to talk about is things that you should kind of be getting into because hello, this podcast is called the Get Into This Podcast. So there's a couple of things that are going on that are very light and life-changing. Uh-huh. 
things that you should be getting into that I'll touch on. So let me start with um, the heaviest thing first, and then I will segue into the lightest, probably uh, most whatever. So anyway, the heaviest thing, right? What is all on the news waves this week has been abortion. Okay. So this is not a political podcast. I'm not about to give you like all this feedback and who said what and all the laws and that's not my jam. Okay. Like I am quite aware of what my personal position is on abortion, which I will happily share with you guys, um, in a minute or two. But, um, so I just think that outside of abortion, outside of, outside of the whole law itself and all that jazz, I was so like dumbfounded at how many people were so caught off guard that it was the state of Alabama that was doing this. I'm like, Alabama has to be the least progressive state in the entire union. Okay. Maybe neck and neck with Mississippi. Okay. Those two are like sisters down there. They have to be the least progressive. Okay. So I don't even understand why anybody was really that shocked that people were acting like it was the state of California that did some radical shit or the state of New York. I mean, let's be real. It's Alabama. I mean, it's the Bible Belt. Shit is still 1960. And I'm not really too sure why people were surprised. I mean, the the amount of commentary that people were like, you know, just the stuff that they were saying, I'm like, do you even know where Alabama is? Do you even know Alabama's history? Do you even know anything about Alabama? Let me tell you guys. So my family, as I've mentioned before, my mother's family is from the South. Okay. So my mother is originally from Mississippi, but her family, um, is her father, you know, reached out to Alabama. So we have, I have family in both Alabama and Mississippi. Um, and so as a kid, um, Alabama, Birmingham was the very first place I learned like in an active capacity what racism was. So I remember quite vividly one summer, my mother had taken me to Birmingham and we were staying with um, my great aunt and my mom was, it must've been a Friday night or it, hell, we were, it was a summertime. So it could have been any night for that matter, but I'm whatever. So my mom and whoever else was over there, nobody wanted to cook. There wasn't anything to cook, whatever. So it was like carry out. But back in, what was that? I mean, it had to be like 91. I mean, the only carry out that existed was like pizza. Okay. So it was, do you want pizza? Of course I wanted pizza. I'm like nine. Sure. And so my mom goes to call Domino's or whoever the hell and just keeps getting these responses that we don't deliver to that part of town. And she's saying this. Now, my mother, again, is from Mississippi, but who had, um, we lived in Maryland. I'm from Maryland. Um, I'm from Frederick, Maryland, to be very clear, um, which Frederick, Maryland is as country as it gets to the entire DMV area, but it's definitely way a thousand times more progressive than Birmingham, Alabama. But, um, so my mother may have, I'm sure my mother knew where this was going. You know, again, I was a kid and I'm talking like nine years old, 10 years old, something like that. So anything that my mother was catching wind of, she definitely wasn't reporting it back to me and just saying it as blatantly as it really was. But, It was just this whole, she was like, okay. And she would call the next place. And that was the storyline. And I'm like, 
and she would t- and she told me and I overheard her talking. I think my aunt was in there in the room that they weren't delivering to that part of town. And it was really the only time that was not the only time, but my first time that I was like, you know, one of my aunts or my mom or somebody in that same room told me, you know, well, this is a black part of town. And I'm like, what the fuck is a black part of town? Again, I grew up in Frederick, Maryland. And, you know, I had white neighbor. I had a black neighbor. I went to school with a little Latina boy named or Latino boy named Ricky. And there was a Muslim girl in my class. And like, I mean, I, I didn't know that there were the segregation was like a thing. And it definitely wasn't a thing in like real life. It was maybe in a textbook, but like for it to be actively still in Birmingham, Alabama with my ass as alive and it wasn't like slavery or civil rights it was just dumbfounded i'm like what like get me out of here and you know for years after that it was once i entered into like preteen and teen ages i did not come back to the south with my mother and it's been an ongoing trend and in fact it's been a very like laughable thing that if i say i'm coming to alabama which i am um, in July, one of my cousins is getting married, so I'll be in Alabama. Um, but it's always been like, a, oh, you're coming to the South? For real? You don't come to the South? Hell no, I don't come to the South. Because the segregation and the... the look, no. Uh-uh. I'm going to keep it as Yankee as possible up here, you know, right below the Mason-Dixon line in some free states up here. Because... That shit down there is on another level. Like, it really is like, oh, on this side of town, on that side of town. And it'd be really like white and black. And another thing is how white and black Alabama is. And the fact that it's not white, black, brown, and yellow. And it is really white people and black people. Like, the lack of diversity in the entire state is, you know, is crazy. And so it's just, it's, it's, it's bizarre to me. And it's not, it's outside of my comfort zone to be so like white, so black and that be it and not walk down the street and hear people speaking anything other than English. Like I live in the DC area. I mean, I hear different languages being spoken in the elevator and it's no big deal. And there's different people from all over the world who make their home here. And the, the East Coast, the, the mid-Atlantic up to, you know, the Northeast is a totally different melting pot. So, you know, all, I say all that to say that when this abortion thing came out and it had a Alabama in the headline, I definitely wasn't surprised that it was Alabama. I'm like, uh, hello. I mean, you know, it's Alabama, okay? Um, so the abortion stuff as, um, you know, a whole... Just my recap on it. Look, I mean, I think that there are so many different reasons why women have abortions. Um, there, I mean, there's just so many. I don't even need to get into the ins and outs of why people have them and why women feel like that may be their only choice at the time being. But it's a hard choice. And for a lot of people, it's a hard choice. Um so there's just so many reasons. My view and my take on it is that I am completely um, against this law that says that, you know, it is illegal for a woman in the state of Alabama to receive an abortion and she can get, you know, put in jail and all the other jazz. Of course, I'm against that. I think that women have the ability to control their reproductive um, organs and 
how they bring children into the world and all that other type of stuff. But there's so many, there's so many stipulations that go around this type of thing. And that's, there's, there's, it's a huge gray area. And that's the reason I think why it's so, um, it's so uh, controversial right now is because it's not just, you know, murder. Like, I think most of us could agree that, you know, if you go out here and you're mad at somebody and you kill them, then, you know, hey, that's kind of not a really cool fucking thing you just did. So you should go to jail for the rest of your life. I mean, there's a little bit of gray area murder, but like abortion, there's so much more gray area as to how it comes about and all that jazz. I will say that I definitely, you know, am opposed. Let me make this very clear. I'm opposed to women using birth uh, as abortion as birth control. Like, I mean, we do as women still have to be responsible for our sexual wellness, our sexual activity, and the type of um, the type of things we are inviting into our space. Like, you don't have to make the decision on whether or not to terminate a pregnancy if you don't conceive one. And I, I'm definitely talking to people who engage in consensual sex um, without protection and then who, you know, scramble and panic that, you know, oh my God, what the fuck? I don't really want to do this with John who I just met off of Tinder. Well, no shit, Shirley. You probably should not, you know, fucked him without a condom. You know, at that point, yeah, you probably need to, you know, eat your own shit and just sit in it for a while, like 18 years while, right? Like, okay, fine. But we're talking about all the other stuff, right? So that's my thing. So anyway, I wasn't surprised that it was Alabama. I think that I would have been a little bit more caught off. I think the country would have been a little bit more caught off, even more than what you already have witnessed through all of the news channels and different social media outlets and just personal opinions that I'm sure you all have heard from a variety of different people if it were a much more progressive um, and uh, more advanced state. I'll say that. So, all right, moving on from the abortion topic. So these prom photos, this prom season all around the United States of America, and prom photos, I think, are so cute, okay? They are the cutest thing, moms, dads, sisters, aunts, uncles, friends, everybody's sharing their prom photos and really getting to show off, you know, the achievements and the beauty of their children and their friends and all that jazz. And I think that's cute. What I think is crazy is how much like the 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 visual difference in the age that girls are looking from these boys in these pictures because the girls are beat okay beat down beat down with their faces okay and sequence sheer gowns like some Tony Braxton unbreak my heart remember when she barely had a fucking dress on slit way up to her navel gown hair laid baby hair like down to their eyebrows I mean they are laid okay and the guys who are all of 17 years old don't have the equivalent so they are looking like dirty face with just a fresh haircut uh their parents didn't even get their damn suits tailored like <laughs> it's just the funniest mismatched thing ever and i'm just like oh my gosh a lot of these prom pictures are so cute but some of them are like okay did nobody match this up like when you get like whatever happened to you know you get an invitation to the prom and like y'all coordinating like nobody called the other person be like what are you wearing like is your suit fucking tailored like i'm seeing like baggy leg suits like it's just a mess like did homegirl has on i'm telling you full rupaul drag race beat and like the boy like splash water on his face like there's no they are not going to the same event it is just it is it is not they <laughs> they do not look equal 
But anyway, uh, the prom photos overall are quite lovely. And uh, speaking of the prom, prom, my little person, Miss um, Reagan, is will be attending the eighth grade prom. Not the eighth grade prom, shit, listen to me. The eighth grade dance. I'm trying to make it very clear to her ass that it is not a prom because she has been sending me um, little snapshots of photos that she's been searching for all around the, the internets of uh, ideas of things that she should wear. And honey, it is a full Cinderella gown that she's sending me. And I'm like, girl, what section are you even searching in? Like, this is like mother of the bride section that she's on on these websites looking for. And I'm like, this is not appropriate. Like you're in the eighth grade, it is a dance. I remember what I wore to the eighth grade dance. It was very Spice Girls. And it was like a a shift dress. And it was a holographic. (laughs) It was... Honey, I looked crazy in eighth grade. It was a holographic shift dress down to like my mid thigh with some um, white, like off white, um, like kitten heel shoe that did not match, but I had to wear it because my mom, you know, being the the mother that she is was not getting ready to go out and like ball so hard so I could be super fly in the eighth grade. So she was like, this good enough, girl. And it's going to be dark. So this is the shoe that you're going to wear. The shoe was just off. I looked like a Spice Girl on the top. Then I had um, those little pigtails in the front, like eight of them for that like Aaliyah look. Like, are you that somebody? Remember that video? or the, what, That was the video, right? When she made it for like Nutty Professor and the back was out. Child, I'm telling you, it was like... Aaliyah meets Sporty Spice. It it was crazy, okay? But that was my eighth grade look, and I feel like there's some rites of passage that should happen. My child is not going to be super fly at the eighth grade dance for two hours. She's going to be age appropriate for the eighth grade dance, so I'm having to reel her little ass in and be like, homegirl, you are not getting ready to be out here in an off-the-shoulder, sweetheart neckline gown with a train. No. Okay, so speaking of eighth grade, y'all, I literally (laughs) had to stuff my bra this past week, okay? Uh, Maybe it was like Thursday and Friday, actually. So it's no secret that I have pointy nipples, okay? And they are primarily created because I have decided long ago to pierce my nipples, so they are done. And so I also do not subscribe to regular bras because women should not have to wear regular bras if they don't have to. I mean, no one should be out here wearing underwire. Rip that shit out. Find a different source of support, sis, because the underwire shit is atrocious. So anyway, I don't wear them. I wear bralettes because that's the comfort level that I think that I deserve. But with the bralettes comes a lack of padding, okay? Because that's kind of the vibe. Like, oh, it's very, you know, unsupported. But that works in my personal life. Like, I'm okay walking down the streets on a Saturday or on a Sunday, you know, with a nipple out. Like, free the nipple. Like, you be embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed that a woman has a nipple. But in my professional life, it's probably not really the way I need to go. And I... I've been tired of wearing blazers every day or having to intentionally walk down the hall and crisscross my arm when I notice that my nipples are just like on full blast. And I've already been reprimanded once at work for 
like, I don't know, not wearing too cool of jeans to work one day or something like that. So I was like, you know what? The last thing I need to do is get backdoored into a conversation about my nipples at work. So that would be embarrassing as fuck. So let me figure some way out. So of course, like I'm in the bathroom at work, okay? Rolling off the single ply toilet paper, like rolling it off at least like damn near a yard because there's no padding in that. And then I'm having to fold it meticulously, shove it down my left side of this bralette that I have on, you know, place it over the nip. And I, and then I'm like, okay, then I have to do the same thing on the other side. So now I'm doing, <laughs> I'm stuffing it down the, the, the other side. Then I'm going out, checking myself in the mirror, seeing if you can still see my nipple. Yeah, of course you can still see my nipple because the goddamn toilet paper is not the equivalent of the padding that is in those $39 Victoria's Secret bras that hurt so much, right? Fuck it. I'm out here. So I'm like, this is going to be an awkward situation. Hopefully nobody wants to backdoor me into this conversation about my visual nipples at work because they would think it was just as awkward having the conversation with me as it is seeing my nipples. So I'm just hoping for the best at this point. Anyway, my nipples are fucking me up in my personal life. I mean, my professional life. In my personal life, they are fucking lit. But in my professional life, it's a semi-slight problem. All right. So I discovered that there is a way for those of you who do not really know how to work out or are too lazy to work out. I discovered a cheat code. Here it goes. What you want to do is drink a couple beverages, preferably two to three glasses of rosé. Target rosé. Target has the best rosé. It's their house brand. It's $5 a bottle. I buy three bottles every week. Buy some rosé. You want to have just enough above tipsy, just a smidge under drunk, and then turn on music. You also probably should play Beyonce's version of Before I Let Go on repeat. You will burn off all the fucking music. Like when I mean all the calories that you've, you know, worked up that day. When you are like a little you feeling good, like you are unstoppable, you don't care if anybody's watching you. You also have the energy because alcohol does give you energy. Like it gives you wings. Like that Red Bull stuff. Like you you will do it. So listen, try that out on Friday night. Just drink and dance and watch how many, you know, put your little Apple watch on, watch how many calories you burn off. I assure you of that. Okay. So now that's my little, you know, things that are completely stupid, but valid, especially the abortion part. Now, here's the things that I think you should get into. Again, maybe not the most profound things. However, they are life-changing. And that is my point of view. And this is my platform. So you either agree or get the fuck off. Now, okay, first thing, zoodles. Okay, I am a girl of a certain body type who wants to look like a different body type. So the carbs really fuck my life up much like most people's life okay i'm not in the gym a hundred times a day i got 50 minutes one time time a day and that's all i got 50 minutes 60 minutes whatever that's it 
I'm not out here running a marathon. I can't be burning off pasta, bowls of pasta, loaves of bread, like pot, like rice, all that shit. I told y'all last week, rice had me fucked up for an entire week. Like, uh, oh, I don't, I, I think I just said it was for that night, but seriously, like for the duration of the week, I was bloated. I had low self esteem. Like it really got into my psyche. So like I am done with the fucking carbohydrates right now. Okay, so I'm looking because I'm, you know, I'm also a girl who does not grocery shop. And I'm not going to be in here playing around with recipes, messing up recipes, having to throw the, the food away because I have messed up. No, I'm not doing all that. So I know that there is some place for every little desire and want that I crave. There's somebody that's already like, look, we got you, boo. Call it in. Carry out. Okay. So I'm Googling. Come to find out noodles. The com- noodles and company makes a zoodle. Listen, this shit is life-changing. I've been on Facebook for the last three days, uh, or at least, yeah, three days, two days, something like that, trying to, like, turn people onto this stuff because it is revolutionary, okay? So it's literally, if you don't know what zoodles are, it's just zucchini that they have put through a little hand machine, spiraled it out in the form of a noodle. The zucchini is low in carbohydrates. I think it has like six grams of carbs per serving or something like that. And then um, like they also have put like a red onion in there and a little sauce or something and chicken or whatever protein that you select. So it's relatively like super low carb as opposed to it being like 45 grams of carbs if you would have elected a traditional pasta, right? So, oh my gosh. And then on top of it, they give you so much, okay? That right there is the kicker, is how much you get per little carryout order. Because I came home and was able to eat off of that three times, okay? It's a lot. Now, I added more chicken into it later. Because they don't give you enough chicken, just like, you know, regular places don't give you enough chicken, they don't give you enough ketchup, they don't give you enough napkins, all that shit. But they, the noodles though, that's what you need, because that's the shit you can't recreate. Because when you try to make zoodles at home, I've done it before, they are super soggy, and you're like, do I boil a, a noodle? Like, how do you even make a zoodle? Like, what what does zucchini take? So, you don't need to fuck around with the zoodles. You can add whatever you want when you get home, but you just need the zoodles, the base, okay? That's what you need. So, this shit is life-changing, for real. So if you are really on your last little wave to try to get your body summer ready, cut the shit, cut the carbs, cut the bananas, by the way, bananas have 27 grams of carbohydrates for a medium banana, okay? Like they will, that's your whole day's worth of carbs in a banana. So you out here just thinking you killing it, eating bananas after every workout. No, sis, you are fucking up because you have just ruined... Anyway, so the zoodles... Get the zoodles. Life-changing. Life-changing. Um, SPF, okay? Now, my white listeners are probably aware of the importance of SPF because culturally, you guys have been introduced to this well before my black listeners on here, okay? So white people are like, look, let me apply the SPF because you guys burn a lot easier. You know, the freckles come out, all this other type of stuff. So SPF is like, you know, part of your childhood. Like you've been raised on that shit. Black people, on the other hand, feel like their melanin in their skin is SPF. No, it is fucking not SPF. I mean, it... It helps if you were in like the Serengeti, but if you are in the United States of America, your ass needs some SPF on. Like you, 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 
listen, it is not just about sunburn. It's about what happens when your skin ingests the sun rays, okay? There's a thing called skin cancer. There are things that, there are other things that develop from your skin that uh, that develop by your skin being overexposed to rays of light, okay? I will also give you some backstory on the SPF because people will listen to this, throw it out and take it as a grain of salt and be like, I don't give a fuck what Sinise is talking about with the SPF. Listen, when I used to work in beauty, there would be women that would come into the store and literally tell me that they don't need SPF because they don't go outside in the daylight. And I'm looking at them like, girl, well, how the fuck are you in here right now? Like, you do not have a tunnel from your bedroom to this location, to this store, talking about... I don't go outside in daylight. Like, yes, you do. I just watched you walk in here. Yes, you do. So, yes, anytime that you are outside, the sun is touching you, okay? Even when you are in your car, the sun is coming through the glass. It is sun, okay? It is sun. It is not water. It is not something that you can like feel hitting your skin. Like it is sun. It's all around. As long as the sun is up and it is actually not nighttime, you are absorbing sun rays. You need to have SPF on. There are levels to SPF. Of course, you know, you all have seen SPF 10, 20, 30, 50, 75. You've all have seen those numbers. I'm not going to get into the extension of what all the numbers mean and all that type of stuff. There are a couple of things that I do want to pinpoint. One, SPF has to be re applied okay you cannot put spf on in the morning under your makeup and then be outside for eight hours and feel like your ass is free of skin cancer false hashtag fake news you need to reapply spf every two hours homie like you do okay that's your face that's your entire body has to be reapplied every two hours the shit wears off it's not a one shot one kill scenario okay it has to be reapplied so the best thing for you to do in that case especially for my lovers who wear makeup is to get an spf in a form of a spray I absolutely adore the spray SPFs because most of them now have been formatted to go over top of your makeup to act as not only a refresher or maybe a setter or something like that, but to not mess up your makeup. So you can have your little beat face and still be, you know, healthy with the skincare department. So two brands that I highly recommend are one, Supergoop. You can spray Supergoop right over top of your face. Um, every two hours, again, I think theirs is an SPF 50. So that's pretty good for your face, okay? SPF 50, boom, it sprays right over top of your face. Close your eyes, smell it. It smells nice and minty. Boom, you're good. Two hours, okay? Second one, Ulta, same thing. If you're an Ulta girl and don't stop it, don't shop in places where Supergoop is sold, get yourself some Ulta. It's in the active section. They have like a whole little quick um, active beauty skincare section, over in their regular side, like their drugstore side. SPF 50, again, slightly cheaper than Supergoop. And it's also a larger bottle that you can just dump in your, um, you know, your work tote, your, your purse, gym bag, whatever. Please use the SPF. Same thing goes for your body too. I mean, the same way when you're at the pool, you guys know to reapply your body um, SPF every two hours after you get out of the water, maybe whatever. You know that already. So keep in mind, same rules apply to your body and to your face. Look, we're trying to keep you guys from looking old out here. That whole, we've already talked about it. That whole black don't crack thing. Like seriously, listen, 
you don't have to be out here looking a little beat down either. Like maybe you don't have a bunch of wrinkles on your face, but you certainly don't look your freshest. You can, you can help that by applying SPF. Okay. It's a really important thing. So grab that bit of information and, um, apply it to your everyday life, literally and figuratively. Okay. So, um, refinery 29, I don't know if you guys are, readers of things on the internet that you actually have to go out and find or if you're just like absorbing things as they hit your ass across your timeline i prefer the former and i actually go out and surf the interwebs for my original content so refinery 29 used to be i i I recall it being a more of a um more of a website geared toward towards a younger female demographic when I say younger, kind of like in their early 20s, maybe late teens even. And it was just like a poppy, almost like a teen vogue, kind of like catch-all, like a news site mixed with some fashion, some beauty, some women's issues, that type of stuff. But it was really skewed heavily on um, the younger age ranges, okay? But Refinery29 definitely has kind of boosted their demographic and their content. I don't know if they got a new editor-in-chief or whatever they got going on over there, but the information is a little juicier these days, okay? So give Refinery29 a look. So um, speaking of them, they've got this um, little segment, if you will, called Money Diaries, And it's actually quite interesting. So what they do is they find some girl somewhere in the country and it's always some anonymous person and they tell you how much they make, where they live, and then they go down how they spent their money that week. Sometimes the editor of that particular column will say, how did you spend your money in wellness or fitness or how did you spend your money on food or shopping or something like that? So maybe sometimes it's a little bit more um, itemized out, but overall when they do the food uh, money diary it's more on just a open spend like how did you spend this money so it's really wild to see the ages because remember i said that they skew a little younger but now they're kind of climbing up a little bit so you got a lot of um i think what like millennials and still gen x people that'll be on there so there is girls on there who are like 24 and are making like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and they'll show you and they'll tell you what they're spending their money on. So it's it's wild because I immediately thought of um, HGTV and all those little funny things that go around where people are like, you know, how the hell can you afford this million dollar house and you literally don't have a fucking real job? But this segment goes so much in detail and pretty much answers all those questions about these people who live in these homes that have no real jobs. So the girls will have these like... I mean, they have real jobs. It'll say like designer. It doesn't say exactly what type of designer, but it'll say designer and something. And they'll just basically go down the breakthrough. And it's really fascinating to see what people are spending their money on in certain ages based off of how much they make. And it's really, I think, even for me, more fascinating to see how much money people are making in different areas of the country at their ages, you know? And I think that my... um my um age range i'm 35 years old and i think the people who graduated high school with me back in 2001 were like the last um the last people to really get suckered into traditional 
Uh, jobs as a way to earning a living and you know it was this whole like you got to go to college and you have to get a good job and you have to earn this amount of money and you have to do everything very traditionally and um, as we all have seen that is the biggest crock of shit ever because the kids that are coming through now and maybe even 10 years ago who graduated high school are coming straight out of high school into like these stellar ass like entrepreneurship roles or who've used the internet to really leverage a lot of um home-based whatever and they're just like flipping money like left and right and able to really just do a lot of stuff and it's it's really like I said fascinating to see how much money these people who don't have very traditional careers are really pulling in and it really is um not just cool to see, but it's really an inspirational tool to say, look, yeah, you can have a very unconventional lifestyle and pull in some big bucks. And these kids are are proof. One of the girls on there was kind of like dumb, but she's like, you know, she's married and their combined income was like $450,000 and she's like 23. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And she said, you know, she makes $23,000 a year and her spouse makes the most. I mean, obviously he makes the rest of that. And she is like a, a substitute teacher in San Francisco or something. And her husband, of course, works in tech in San Francisco. So they're those 1% of people who are fucking everything up in the in the um, residential space out in San Francisco. So um anyway get on to refinery 29 and just see it because it's 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 kind of cool so if you're just sitting at work and just like oh, okay i'm looking for something you know interesting refinery 29 their money diaries and then the rest of their website is also kind of cool so check that out um so obviously i've talked about this a million gajillion trillion times but you guys know i'm a huge wellness and fitness advocate especially for brown people since um you know we're not traditionally heavily in boutique fitness and those spaces. So I try to make my appearance as as many of these spaces as I can um, just for myself, but then to also kind of usher in more of us to make us feel welcome or, you know, what have you. So um, cycle bar. So let's talk about cycle bar, right? So boutique fitness is hot, okay? Like those big box gyms, which I'm also a member of, is really not the cat's meow right now. People are really wanting to take their one lump sum, whether it be $100 to $300 a month, and get unlimited unlimited classes or what have you at this one type of studio. And so um, boutique fitness, you'll see them popping up all over the place. You've got Soul Cycle being like number one cult following in the United States of America when it comes to indoor cycling. You've got Cycle House out in LA that's got just a few locations out in Southern California. You've got different little small mom and pop type of cycle studios that are coming everywhere. Solid Core, which is um, a brand that I coach for, which is boutique style um it's almost like a pilates but i hate to say pilates so it's kind of like derived in pilates but a lot more um different if you come to a class you will definitely see how much more different it is it's intense it's crazy it's out of this world best workout ever um you've got orange theory fitness you've got so many there's so many different things but boutique fitness is an amazing way to get your workout in because it's the way that these classes are designed and they're designed to give you the most bang for your buck and the most bang for your time and the most bang for your muscles in uh, the designated 
time slot, which is somewhere normally between 30 to 60 minutes. Um, and so you're, you're getting everything that you need in that, in that brief amount of time, instead of going to the gym, being confused about, do do you do cardio today or do you do uh, weight training, how much time you're losing and your resistance by, you know, walking back and forth to machines or having to wait for somebody to finish their set on the machine or whatever. So you don't lose any of that. So you, a lot of these classes, you get your cardio and your weight training all into one. So anyway, cycle bar. Um, I have a, um, I was invited. I was invited by someone who is one of the owners of the cycle bar here in the Northern Virginia area. He owns them. Um, and he's been pressing me to come to class and I'm like, look, I'm getting there, but it was just, you know, of course I'm always somewhere else. So I couldn't go. But anyway, this Sunday they had a, um, they had a theme ride that interests me. It was Jay-Z versus Beyonce. It was Sunday. I didn't have much going on. It was 5 p.m. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to class. So I went to class and I tell you, I was pleasantly surprised. And it, you know, a lot of times I, I don't have high expectations for things that are like the second or third version of things that kind of come out after the original but Cycle Bar hit it, hit, it, hit it out of the park. I mean, you walk in, the customer service is amazing. The girls at the front desk are super cute and helpful and everything is there for you. And they asked if I didn't have a water bottle and they I, I didn't have a water bottle. And they were like, hey, we'll get you one. Put my name on it. Like the experience was top notch all the way around. So um, the, the Cycle Bars are franchised um, around the country. So definitely go online, see where Cycle Bar is. If you have one in your town, check it out. If you're in the D.C. area and you want to come, I can definitely make a way for that to happen for you. Um, so yeah, Cycle Bar is all the jam. So anyway, those were the quick little things that I had for today. An easy Tuesday, so that way I can go and do my cute little Korean skincare routine and um, get this edited and out to you guys. Um, it is Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday. It is Monday the something. I don't even know what day of the week it is, but I will not, it's the 20th. I will not be back until after Memorial Day. So happy Memorial Day to everyone here. It's the official start of summer. I will happily be in New York City um, on Sunday into Monday, and I cannot wait. It's my favorite city in the United States of America. Um, and so I will be enjoying my Memorial Day. I certainly hope that you all make a way outside, throw some food on the barbecue, enjoy your loved ones, just be out in the sun, enjoy the pool. For a lot of us in this country, it's the first weekend that the pool opens up. Um, so please enjoy. And as always, here's your reminder to head on over to Instagram. Find us there at the Get Into This Podcast, or without the the, at Get Into This Podcast, and just hit the freaking follow button. It's not that big of a fucking deal. It doesn't cost you guys any money to hit the follow button, okay? It also doesn't cost you guys any money or really spend any amount of time for you to hit the share button. I'm going to post this on Facebook tomorrow, and you guys will see it. And when you see it, just hit the share button. It's that easy, okay? So um, do that. We're not, we're not, we're not asking you to guys to buy anything. There's no support this business. There's not none of that. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything. You don't spend any money. You don't spend any time. You just hit the share button. It's that easy. Um, 
maybe I'm not sure when Malika comes back in town. Um, but uh, whatever, whoever you get next Tuesday is who you'll get. So see you guys next Tuesday and have an amazing holiday weekend. Ciao.